classified. You see, my identity must remain mysterious and my mission secret. If I told you that, I'm afraid I'd have to kill you. I'd like to see you try. I can explain. TMI. TMI, my friends. 8.45. Uh, just to do an unofficial survey, I'm looking around at our various production team members and, and you, Raphael Rashid. Uh, we have had reporters coming today wearing masks, but right now I can't see a mask. So it, it, it's not actually reflective of the public generally, because when you go out and about, you see a lot of people wearing masks these days. I, I do have masks at home, but I tend to forget to wear them. Well, that's very nice. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know whether it's something in Seoul right now that is technically required, but we're, we're talking about this public response to the um, outbreak of a, of a new strain of coronavirus out of China, and we have seen four cases in, in Korea, and, and Seoul is one of the areas where at least one of those that was infected passed through. But, but <laughs> in a population of millions uh, mm. to have just four cases, uh, tens of millions at that, to have mm. just four cases doesn't necessarily warrant the, the widespread concern that we've seen. Mm. But it's an it's an evolving situation. And I think we should say from the outset that if someone does feel compelled to take cautious measures, in for the most part, it probably can't really hurt. No, absolutely. I mean, there's no harm in taking those extra precautionary steps or, you know, wearing a face mask if you feel that it's going to, you know, protect you. But in the interest of, 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 of actually trying to analyse this from a social point of view, let's, at the risk of, um, of upsetting anyone who's being overly cautious, look at the response. Um, it, it, it's all over the headlines. It's all over the TV. And the reactions have clearly been at a level that perhaps they even were when people were concerned about the Ebola virus, which never actually mm-hmm. came to Korea, and thankfully didn't mm. and hopefully never will um so we do have a, a, a precedent in the MERS outbreak though that did come did, here in yeah, 2015 I mean I think we did um but I you know not not to downgrade the seriousness of the situation but I can't remember seeing this much say you know spread of disinformation online a mass panic um you know there were some I, I remember the government for MERS like said not to drink um camel milk which took you know, thought Did that have a many, profound impact on your many own diet? Many people thought it was a, a funny thing, but mm. you know, it was it was very serious, and people, you know, were taking extra um, steps to protect themselves. But I do not remember seeing this amount of, yeah, like I said, spread of uh, fake news online and and stuff like that. You know, I, I make this comparison with other things as well. Like in 2010, uh, I was here. Were you here in 2010? Uh, briefly. Okay, so there were two significant North Korea standoffs that year. One, the uh, the sinking of the Chonan warship and, and then the uh, attack on Yonkai Island and uh, that actually claimed civilian lives mm. and, and you would think we must have been very scared of war breaking out imminently at that moment but I think the global panic was much, much higher in, say, 2017 and, and, and the military has a, uh, sorry, the media has a huge role to play in that and it, it is the media response and, the, sure, and people sure, sure. just following others, I think, that is yeah. driving the response this time around compared with MERS, which killed dozens of people here. And the death rate was much higher overall than we've seen with this coronavirus strain. 
Right. Yeah. No, I think uh, media does play such an important role in spreading these uh, this this kind of information. And you know, in the age of social media, you know, you got tw- Twitter, for example, daily on Twitter, uh, trending uh, words, news are all you know related to this virus. Um, just to you know, I think we we do have to be a bit cautious with memory. There was a moment when the um, so, I mean, it was all rather dramatic at the time, but I remember seeing, um, uh, for example, Che Kyung Hwan wearing a full body suit uh, with the MERS outbreak, and uh, th- there were lots of people <laughs> yeah. wearing masks on the subway yeah, at that time, yeah, 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 no. and there were profound concerns about the economy and, and how it would recover. So it's not like people just sat back and didn't care, and suddenly they care now. Mm. Let's talk, though. What sort of response, reaction? How would you summarize it uh, in recent days? I mean, uh, re- reaction, uh, it's it's difficult to know where to begin. Um, there have been a lot of strong reactions going around. Um, I mean, let's just take, for instance, uh, on Tuesday, the government said it would charter four flights to evacuate about 700 Koreans from Wuhan, China, um, which is the epicenter of the outbreak. And um, initially, authorities had hinted that they would bring the evacuees to government facilities in Chonan, um, at where they would be quarantined. Uh, however, this caused quite this caused quite a lot of uh, negative reactions from citizens in Chonan who objected to bringing these evacuees to, you know, to to their city. Um, and because of this fierce opposition, the government said yesterday that it would relocate the sites to Jinchon in north uh, Chungcheon province and Asan in south Chungcheon province, uh, which obviously now, you know, residents in Asan and Jinchon have staged protests and even roadblocks saying, you know, the gov- government's decision to bring evacuees there is outrageous. Um, and you've seen quite a lot of... Um, scuffle shall we say uh, in these areas uh, you know people do not yeah. want to have these evacuees in their on their doorstep well this is another interesting question Raphael, and i'd like to ask you how would you honestly feel if i said to you that some facility within i don't know three kilometer radius of your home was going to be used for patients um, coming back from or potential patients well, coming back you know i don't i don't want to make yeah if if you look at for example cases uh, abroad uh, i've been reading that governments you know respected governments have been bringing uh, their nationals back home and they will be quarantined in uh, military facilities whereas in this case uh, in korea they're going to be put in um, kind of government training buildings so it's not quite it doesn't give you the same impression so if i would if they were to tell me that there was uh, they were to be placed in a military base you know, I, I don't know why, but I'd probably feel more comfortable with that. I understand that the word military certainly brings that level of security that might comfort people, but they are going to bring a lockdown to those facilities. Sure. And we have to have a certain level of trust. Yeah. And I think, you know, if it were in a military facility, you would think that no one can, nothing can get in. But I mean, even in, these, even in these makeshift facilities, sure. it's got, they, they, people are not going to be wandering in and out and people will be wearing proper protective sure. gear. So the, 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 the other situation is like a little bit of uh, sympathy as well, maybe is called for. If you have a loved one or if you yourself were trapped in Wuhan right now, you'd want to be home, wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. I mean, and how would you feel if you saw government wanting to resist you? You know, I think it's government's responsibility to, to, you know, to look after its citizens abroad. And actually, um, you know, 
I think you, you discussed earlier on the show, it's not even sure whether the plans will go through or not to uh, evacuate the Koreans from Wuhan. Um, two flights um, are, well, are or were scheduled for 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. today. Um, however, the Korean consulate in Wuhan posted an emergency message last night at uh, 1 a.m. saying that the uh, approval for the chartered flights had changed um, and that it had been cancelled until further notice. And then this morning, the foreign ministry said that the flights would definitely leave today, uh, except maybe at a different time. Um, so, and this is actually quite big news. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if you'll get we'll get live updates about these two flights arriving uh, scheduled for today. Just a, a quick update on the numbers themselves. CNN uh, is reporting this novel coronavirus death toll has reached 170 in mainland China. That's up from around 130 that we were reporting earlier. Um, the, 162 dead in China's Hubei province, though, the epicenter of the outbreak, and 4,586 confirmed cases there. Clearly, it's not harmless. It's not nearly as high the death rate based on those numbers as, as MERS that we we're talking about mm. before, but obviously will be of great concern. Uh, it will be very interesting to track overall deaths outside of China, by the way. Um, the, the total cases for mainland now over 7,000 in total, which is, you know, it, it just tell. It, we spoke to an expert earlier, Raphael, and mm. it, the fact that the death rate is relatively low is a, is a huge blessing because it's so infectious. I mean, the fact that this is spreading so fast is of great concern. It, it's of, of, of great concern, but I think also uh, another great concern is the spread of disinformation and fake news and rumours online. Yeah, so we're bringing this information from CNN, which is citing Hubei's Provincial Health Authority. That's the sort of stamp you need on any news. If you're just saying randomly, oh, I hear someone in Gangnam has done X, Y, Z, that's the sort of story you're going to be wary of. I mean, you know, I'm receiving a lot of these random messages on on Kakao. Um, I'm seeing these random videos on Facebook. Yeah, I'm just trying to uh, ignore all of them because... I just don't know where these videos are coming from. To, to play devil's advocate briefly there, though, Raphael, in your line of work, uh, and, and you follow a lot of social media and interact with people on social sure. media, social media can actually also be the first place you hear about things and it, can help avoid cover-ups. No, it, it totally can be. But um, it's, you know, I, I like to base myself on facts. If you cannot substantiate or cannot say where this video comes from uh, with certainty or know the source, then I, you know, I, I can't trust it, to be honest. We should also be very cautious of falling into the trap of anti-China sentiment yeah. for no founded I, reason. I think there is a lot of that going around. Um, a lot of, I mean, if you just look at online comments on all of the top uh, news articles today, yesterday, it's full of anti-China comments, uh, if not quite racist comments. Um you have the petition on the Blue House website that wants to ban all Chinese from entering the country. Yeah, it's it's sad to see. Uh, There's definitely been a very strong and overly strong and sometimes full-on racist reaction in places. We're out of time, Raphael. It's been great having you with us as always. Thank you. For TMI today. We'll be back tomorrow, 7am. Plenty more to come here on TBS EFM throughout the day.